everybody just wanted to let you know that unfortunately I messed up when we did this live stream and I was playing copyrighted music for the first little bit so a lot of the beginning has been cut out however just to fill you in we started off by introducing our special guest for today Mike who is from the Storm King Thunder campaign playing Cray Tanglewood who is a half elf blood hunter and we just talked about Baldur's Gate 3 and his excitement for that coming out and then the audio comes back in while we're talking about Baldur's Gate 3. That's all you guys have missed. Hopefully you guys enjoy the podcast. There, there's just there's so much hype behind it. Other people from what I've read online are just super stoked because they want to take over uh, RPG games. This game here is supposed to be the end-all be-all um, for everything. So how that works out we shall see how it goes. But. So, so in terms of like gameplay wise is it like a third-person RPG? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Like, again, I don't know the gameplay for the for this new game, but for the other but ones, previous it's kind of like, been... you know, you're looking down over the party. Uh, you can zoom in, zoom out, you know, that kind of stuff. But okay. I mean, you're still uh, third person. So it's a third person RPG. Yeah, Similar absolutely. to like older Final Fantasy games then? Uh, something like. Okay. Something like. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, and I... combat is, uh, is it turn-based or is it... Uh, you, honestly, it's uh, cool. just click and point. You know what I mean? You click, you point... Uh, or sorry, you point, you click, and then uh, that's your party attacks that person, and it's kind of um, just okay. So it's it just one goes. of those types of games. Yeah, yeah. at least the older okay. versions. Old, yeah. The, see, the, yeah. again, this newer one. I mean, look at Final Fantasy. What they did with that, you know what I mean? Like up to part eleven or twelve, I think it was uh, strictly just turn okay, Yeah, you could sit there and decide what you were going to do. Yeah. And then Advent Child, I believe it was called, that came out and it was live. It was just. You know, there was no no thinking. You had to do it on the fly because this thing was attacking you. So, wait, Advent Children. That was seven. seven yeah, it seven was, was uh, turn based. No, no, yeah, but then uh, in like, again, I'm not 100 percent on the dates. Like 2000, they came out uh, came out with uh, Advent Children. Oh, that was a separate game. Yeah, and uh, oh, I thought seven and Advent Children was just the name of the seven movie. Oh, no. I no. didn't know there was two versions of seven games. Your uh, your main character is uh, Zack in that game. Uh, in Advent Children? In Advent Children. Okay. Who is actually who Cloud is supposed to be from seven. Uh, okay. All his memory, all Cloud's memories are Zack's memories. I don't know if you guys have you guys have played seven. I right? I I have not played seven. I've uh, seen I've seen the movie for seven. I've seen Advent Children many times it's a fantastic movie a lot of final fantasy good. movies are fantastic the only like lore or character stuff i know about final fantasy is from playing kingdom hearts and the characters in kingdom hearts oh you anything else i haven't a damn idea about yeah you're you're missing out you're i'm really, sure really i am are. final <laughs> fantasy 7 is probably uh arguably the best uh rpg game i think they ever came out with that's what i've I get heard my opinion um, that's okay that's what i've heard from numerous people oh you need to play it it's just absolutely unbelievable well i see there and like the original is on steam mm -hmm. i think it's only like 10 12 dollars canadian or something like that it's not yeah, expensive not at all much. and like i would get it but i'm I am not. There's two a, things. I, I'm not a. There's two things about it that I that would probably put me off from playing it, and has put me off from playing it so far. One, it looks terrible. It looks like the age it came out, which is why yeah. I don't play WoW. Because every time I try to get into WoW, because I see the trailers for it, and I think this is going to be a great experience, and I try to. I've played a Blood Elf. I've played a Dwarf Hunter. I've played a Minotaur. I've played all kinds of things on WoW, but I've never made it past like level 35, 40, because I cannot get over the aesthetic of that game. 
it looks like the day it came out and it's still running at the same engine it came out today and Blizzard just will not upgrade the engine to make it look nice. Well, they've uh, they've changed the characters now. Like they they look a lot uh, smoother whereas before I I know what you're saying. If I can see mountains <clears throat> and like characters with sharp 90, 90 degree ages, yeah. It just puts me off. No. And there's very few games that's like I don't that's the reason I don't play Hollow Knight. I barely made it through Undertale. I'm just not a fan of that kind of aesthetic. I like games that look visually appealing on the eye, which is terrible to say because it affects nothing about the gameplay, but it affects me. Sure it does. But and then the So second, you, you like something closer to like Monster Hunter World. Yes. Like yeah. mon- like Monster Hunter Looks. Monster Hunter for the DS, whatever version that was. The only reason I got it was because you and Dalton and Sushi and Liam all had it and I wanted to feel included when you guys are all playing. And I was like, hey, you guys want to play a game with me? And they're like, no, nah, we're all playing Monster Hunter. I was like, fine. And I bought my own DS and I bought my own Monster Hunter just to play with you guys, but it looked like shit. <laughs> like, it's true. I will admit on the 3DS, it looked bad. It looked real bad. <laughs> Any game on the 3DS looked bad, except for like Pokemon. But Pokemon has its own kind of aesthetic. But so that's the main reason. I just I can't get over games that look as terrible as they do when they're still being run in this day and age and the company just doesn't decide to upgrade. Black Desert Online did. Black Desert Online looked awful and then they upgraded the entire engine and now it looks so nice. Everything is smoothed out. There's anti-aliasing. All the characters look fine and detailed. The grass and everything is... It's nice. It looks like a game for this century now. And it's an online RPG. For this century. For this century. (laughs) So that's, that's the main reason I just can't get into wow or final fantasy 7 the second reason is because i hate turn-based combat well so i cannot stand it they've uh, they're re-releasing it yes and that they've changed that yes now it the looks remaster like be... i will the remaster i will 100 percent be buying because it looks nice and it's real-time combat two of the things that i want out of final seven i'll play it turn-based combat for me turn-based combat is very much Everything is going, you're doing the story, and everything's getting done, and then you get into an encounter, and then everything just stops. Yeah. And you have to just work out combat one at a time, and wait, and one at a time, and wait. And it's so boring and slogging. And then you come out of that, and you're like, okay, good. And you continue to go. And you go around a couple steps, you turn the next corner, boo-doo-doo-doo, and then it's fucking turn, turn, turn. It's To me, it's so annoying. There's very few games I like turn-based combat in, and I mentioned this last stream. Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door is like the only game where turn-based combat was enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that is why I'll be getting the remaster because it fixes those two problems. <laughs> so I'll probably play it as long as they don't change the storyline at all. That's my big worry with everything that they uh, every time they try to remaster something and do something new to it and make it more, I don't know, whatever they. They always change stuff, and, and mm. the storyline to Final Fantasy VII should not be touched. It's it's perfect just the way it is. I can't see them doing that. Um, oh, I can. Well, what I could see them doing is adding to it, but keeping the general like main storyline the same. If it's a remaster, that's what they're going to be doing. But if mm. it's like a upgraded version of it then it might be subject to change. Okay, sorry. I need to clarify. We've been calling this a remaster, but what they're actually calling it is a remake. Because a remaster would just be changing the graphics to make it today's standard of the game and then releasing it again. That's a remaster. They're changing the combat and everything as well alongside it. So it's a remake of the game. So technically they could, if they wanted to, change the story because it is a remake. But with how much praise Final Fantasy VII has already, I don't see them doing that. 
because of the amount of backlash they would receive for that. But I've been surprised before. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Do you know anything about the death about the death game? About the game Death Stranding? No, I've never heard of it. Okay. I'm very limited to my video games. Okay. Never mind then. Because <clears throat> that game is something else. Yeah? It looks like something else. It stars Norman Reedus as the main character who you from uh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. That's enough for me to not want to play it. Oh, okay. Because, the ma- because, <laughs> because let me tell you something. The main villain is whoa, whoa. the main villain is played by Mass Mikkelsen. See, that's enough to make me want to play See? It. Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. Right? That's what I thought. I was like, yeah. So, I've never seen Mass Mikkelsen in a video game. And then when I saw, like, his character in the video game, I was just like, oh, oh, honey boo-boo child. Like, das ist gut, ja. That was German, not Danish. I'm a fucking terrible <laughs> fucking Danish civilian. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, wait, that's not what that's supposed to be. But I, I saw him and I was like, come nu, come nu, mass, ja. There you go. There you go. That was Danish. So, <laughs> there's only retconned. retconned, yeah, retconned German to Danish. That's how we do it live on the stream. I'm gonna go get a fan because it is blooming hot in here. I will be right back. You talk about whatever you want. I'm very scared to hear what you guys talk about when I go edit this afterwards. I mean, I have an idea. Let's wait till he leaves uh, the room. I don't like this. <laughs> Chad, you better tell me what happens. What do you mean? What happens? God, that Torsten guy, what the hell? <laughs> Leave it in the middle of the stream, what the hell? I don't know how you deal with it, bro. <laughs> ah, every time, I swear. <laughs> no. I will have you know that uh, my character in your campaign is going to try and uh, rehabilitate his brother. <laughs> I came in to rehabilitate his brother, and I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I'm talking about the uh, sentient weapon that I have in oh, his camp. Oh, from Shadowhaven? Is that what we're just going to call it? You, Mike never named the damn game, so I've just been calling well, it the Shadowhaven game. Here's the thing. Like I said, it's something that I made back way back in 2002 when I started it. And uh, it started out just with the, the city itself, which I called Shadowhaven. Uh, which is funny because I was sitting on a bus in Toronto... And uh, I was thinking about, uh, you know, how I could make something so my brother could stop running through everything and just killing it. And I was thinking, okay, when I make a world, I'm going to make my own world. And uh, I was sitting on the bus, and I looked over, and this guy was sitting there reading the newspaper. And uh, it said uh, something about uh, a hooker uh, in the shadows. So I saw shadow, and I, I turned my head again. And uh, another person was reading a paper, and it said uh, something about uh, a particular spot in T.O. was uh, a haven for drugs. And all of a sudden, I, these two words just flew together at me, and I, shadow haven. I like it. So I started out that, but it's it's actually called the Realms of Intrigue, which you guys don't know. And now that it's it's grown so much because of you guys, having you in different spots, now it actually is a realm. I mean, I've got... A dozen towns now. Oh, so so the whole area is called Realms of Intrigue. Well, that's you know you know like there's that's the the name he has for it. Yeah, that's yeah. Us characters don't know that. Yeah, so we're doing doesn't, doesn't really matter. It, it's like uh, calling it Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition rolls. You know, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. This is the Realms of Intrigue. Okay. Yeah. Um, you guys I are actually that. in the province of um, Raven's Reach. 
Okay, that was going to be my next question. Is that if we're in a province or a country or what? Yeah, we're in? you guys are in a province right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna expand it more. Um, Skyrim's helping me a lot with uh, provinces. So. <laughs> Skyrim <laughs> Skyrim is a wonderful tool. I've recently, you guys won't know this, but I've recently started jumping back into Dark Souls. If you know anything about that game, uh, yeah. Dark Souls Three. You've probably seen me jumping into Dark Souls Three constantly. Uh, yep, yesterday. Yeah, yeah yesterday. Um, not to play Dark Souls, but I'm going into all the underground places and looking at how the the dungeons and such are designed, getting ideas from that. So, am I going to share oh, any of oh them? Oh God! Am I going to share any of them? Fuck no. <laughs> oh no. We're gonna like walk into Ethereal Dungeon and see some freaking ladies with pokers and be like, oh god. Yeah. And a bunch of gargoyles with missing heads just standing completely still. And then one of you is gonna be like, it's just statues. Oh, that's what you're wrong, peep. <laughs> you thought. You thought. <laughs> you thought wrong. And it's just a bunch of headless gargoyle statues. Famous last words from Cray Tanglewood. <laughs> oh hey you know what I'm going to shoot an arrow at the stables because there's a bunch of goblins in there so I'm trying to help the party but but there was no goblins in the stables I didn't know that they were there oh, they were there my, the voices in my head told me the, voices, so. the, the swords that were speaking to me but not actually not speaking to me at the time told me that they were there so I did it shoot it shoot it by the way, this kind of goes without saying, but I've been, you, well, you know now because you've been listening to the podcast, I've been sharing a lot of stuff with SKT with Jackson yeah. because I'm convinced that he can't metagame it. Also, his character just can't metagame. It's impossible for it, too. Yeah, it's kind of tricky. So I'm, I'm not only am I not worried about him metagaming, but I'm also 100% not worried because if the robot metagames, I will kick his ass because there's no way for it to happen. He'll take I'm more batteries away. I'll take the battery. I will give that shiny gem to Not and Pamelin. <laughs> Fucking try <Please> me. <laughs> so I need that to live. But one thing I want to ask you, now that you're here and that we're out of game, what did you think about how your backstory went? And do not just sugarcoat it. It's amazing. It was so great and everything. I want the actual full-on opinion. Because um, like I said on the podcast, I don't think it was the last one. Maybe it had been the one before that. But not every single's back. Every single one of your guys' backstory is going to go in the same manner where you're going to have a, a residential evil that's against you or after you that you have to overcome and defeat. Some of your guys' backstories may be, I'm not saying they are or who they are, but maybe a simple sit down and talk. Yeah. as the climax kind of thing. So I want to know how you thought your backstory went, if there's anything you would have changed or I should have done different for Cray and his character. All right. Uh, to start that off, I'm just going to say right off the hop, what you did with my backstory was absolutely just amazing. I, I mean, you could not have done anything else to that. Um, I came to you with a, with a weak idea of, you know, having these these gems uh, to represent uh, my family members and I wasn't even sure you were going to let that fly and you did and then uh, it just it started to all fall in for you and it was a big surprise to me the way that it all came out I mean it just boom and here it is and um, no you did an amazing job with that uh, I was really um, into my character I, I really get into this character because it's so off the wall for me. I, like, what the hell is a blood hunter? You know, I've never even heard of it before. 
And when you came to me and said, hey, I got something for you to try, because I was going back and forth with fighter, thief, fighter, thief. Uh, and you you pitched the Blood Hunter, and I was like, yeah. By the way, just everybody who's not familiar with Thief, he constantly refers to a rogue as Thief because of second edition rules. What he's talking about is fighter, rogue, fighter, rogue, just as a clarification. Thanks, Darston. You're welcome. Continue. <laughs> yes, rogue. <laughs> fighter or rogue. Fighter or rogue. Yeah, so when you approached me with the Blood Hunter, it was kind of like, it's different. And then it was like, you know what, what the hell, let's give it a try. And I really, really started to get into the character, into the mind space of the character, and tried to separate myself from the character as much as I could. Um, but, of course, you know, you get a little bit of uh, emotional attachment to the character. Oh, yeah. And, and the way that the backstory played out, um, to tell you that you didn't pull on my emotions uh, during, during the end of it, I, you know, I would be lying if I said you didn't. It was really well, <laughs> well played, man. Well, thank well you. Well played. I see. For that final moment, there was there were several different ways that could have gone. I will not explain all of them because no, that's just of course it's done you, it the choice. The choices you make are the choices you made. <clears throat> and if I told you the other choices, then you may be like, "Oh, I should have done that," or even like, "No, I took the best choice." But I'm not going to give you that satisfaction because the choices you took <laughs> are the choices you took. <laughs> well, hey, it, fuck you! You don't get the satisfaction. No, 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 no. Because the reason I do that is because I watched. I, this is somewhat unrelated, but I watched on TV a long-ass time ago. I was in some hotel somewhere, and I was watching TV, because the only time I watch TV, because I don't have it here, and I was watching Cash Cab, or something. Uh, yeah, if any of you know yeah, Cash yeah. Cab, just for anybody mm. watching the stream, and there was this couple, and there was this guy and this girl, and they were answering all the questions and everything, and they got every single goddamn answer correct. Every single one. And they made it right up to the very end, and the guy said, double everything, or you get nothing kind of thing. Do you want to make this choice first? You have, to, you have to either double everything, and then you'll get the question, or you can walk away with what you have. And they went back and forth, back and forth, and they decided, we'll take what we have and we'll leave. And, and the guy said, okay, do you want to know what the question would have been anyways? And they said, sure. And they produced the question for them, and I fucking knew the answer. It was dead simple. I was like, I can't remember what it was, but it was something like, as they were explaining it, I was like, oh, it's Menomenomena. And then after he was done that, both of them were like, it's Menomenomena. And they had it right. And the guy was like, that is correct, but you guys already chose to take what you had. So, but by telling them what the question was, and they knew afterwards that they could have got that question right just like that, they could have doubled their money. And they walked away from that cab, not happy that they had the money they got, but disappointed that they could have doubled it. Yeah. So ever since then, I've been like, that is a brilliant strategy. So if, you, if there are several choices to an outcome and you pick one choice, I will not tell you what the other choices were, would be because then it will change your opinion on what you've already got. And I want you guys to be satisfied with what you already got. So that's why I won't tell you the other choices. That works. So with that aside, the choices that you made with the outcome that you did had the, the ghosts of, I can never remember. I know one is Irador. I can never remember the other one. You don't even remember the uh, other one. <laughs> Iridor and... Uh, your wife and child. Child number one. <laughs> no, Iridor was the wife, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Iridor, yeah Iridor was the wife. What did you yeah. name your child, boy? Oh, uh, goddamn. I used a uh, generator. She's been dead a while, okay. She's <laughs> forgotten. I, I used a generator for both names. And, and basically, I, I took my wife and my daughter, yeah. and I put their names in. And uh, then I hit the generator. I think it was an elven generator. Oh. And Iridor actually means ruby. Yeah. And uh, Phileo. That's, Phileo. Okay. Phileo is raven or crow. Yeah. 
Okay, so then, so then, yeah, so when the ghosts of Iridor and Valeil showed up, and then I had the music to, picked out for when they were to show up, which is, I know it wasn't music you were going to know, but I, it was music that Holly Dell was going to know. Which camera? This one. Holly Dell was going to know. Um, same with the combat music for you. Is I, that I have so many I things. I think you were stoked for the music. You're like, I finally get to use Music it. is my, th I've, I don't have the certificate in here, but I like fucking audio engineering. That's my jam. Like nice. all this shit, this is my jam. So a lot of people are like, you don't need music doing D&D. It's just like extra added bonus. I'm like, nah, mate. I spend more time picking the music for final boss fights than I do for making the boss fight itself. It, it really adds a whole other dimension to the game. It oh, really it does. does. Instead of people just sitting there in a room talking. And, you know, to be honest, it, sometimes it drowns out some of the background noise, too. Oh, yeah. Which is great. Which know? is why I ha it's the same reason I have music when we're doing this podcast. No other podcast I've ever listened to has background music. And I toyed with the idea of like, well, let's just cut out back background music for this. And I asked that on Discord. But when I listen back to this podcast, when I edit it to upload it to all the podcast things, and anytime there's a bit of a break between us talking, mm -hmm. if there was no music, it's so awkward. Yeah. And, I, and I'd have to go in and edit every single one of those out. And I usually don't. I just upload it, put it through a bunch of processes, and then just upload it clean as is. And having that background music means I don't have to edit anything, and everything just flows mm -hmm. very nicely. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, um, what was I talking about? Right. So for that choice, I was very worried you were going to think, both you and everybody else at that table was going to be thinking, that's super fucking cheesy as hell. Having the ghosts of your wife and or their souls that were trapped there speaking to you and everything, and then just vanishing and going off to rest finally. And then I had to act as your child and your wife and do all that with that music. And I thought, this is going to be super cheesy and super lame. No one's going to like that. I really hope he makes other choices that don't result in this happening. But that was the choice you made, and that's the result that happened. And I, I thought you might have been getting emotional, or maybe you were just playing it for your character. I thought I saw Kendra crying. Oh, really? I'm not sure. She can confirm or deny that. But I thought she was getting really emotional and everything. So I was like, okay, I'm doing something good here. Maybe this isn't super cheesy and awkward. Oh, no, so. it was great, man. It, okay. it, it really... Um, define that whole moment. You know what I mean? Like, it, it 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 changes a lot of what was going on. Like, there was a lot of chaos around Cray, or at least that's how I felt. There was a lot of chaos around and in Cray, and um, we've had what one session since then. And I'm sure yeah. you guys have noticed now. Cray's kind of more centered. You know, like the chaos is kind of gone. It's just. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but your backstory is not complete. No, it is not. The, the main. I think I might have told you this as well, but the main thing I'm trying to do with everyone's backstory is get the bulk of it done yeah. during level six, and then leave the tiniest little morsel left for the main overarching campaign. Mm -hmm. So it's something for the characters to chase after to put them into the main campaign. Because otherwise, like, why are we doing this? Because we're adventurers and we have to protect the people. Not enough good, not a good enough reason. Why are you doing this? Because fucking two frost giants murdered my family and I only got one, and I'm still trying to find the other. Brilliant. That's a driving factor. Then I Absolutely. have to keep the Absolutely. people safe. So and of course, you know, of course, through that battle with uh, with Nurgle, I mean, there was uh, a few questions that came up. Uh, your character, you know, stepping in front of my character when he was mm -hmm. almost down. Right, I'm still good with one hit point, man. I'm still there, but you know, he was <laughs> he was hurting. That that was a big thing, you know, for. For, for a moment between Cray and, and Wayfinder, I mean, 
There are so many times for this campaign that I wish it was we, we had a large audience that like watched it as a live stream or something and because there are so many moments that I can see artwork for. Like there's one moment I see Try and picture this with me, okay? You guys on the stream as well. Try and picture this with me. There's this giant green demonic creature, several, like, hundreds of feet tall, towering over you guys with a big swing of his sword coming down. And then just Kray just cut up bloody and everything. And then this big-ass robot just right in front of Kray with his hands outstretched like this with lightning right in front of it. And you're, like, from the perspective right over behind Kray's shoulder, looking at Kray in, like, full left frame, cut up, bruised, and, like, at one HP. <laughs> and then in front of that, you have Wayfinder outstretched hands and everything with a bit of lightning crackle, and then this giant fucking demonic creature with green mist and everything. And, like, that image just looks in my head fucking superb. <laughs> like, so many things like that, and I'm like, I need an artist to make this for me, because yeah, I can't yeah. do shit with art. I need this made or like another wayfinder thing it's just a quick little like portrait photo of wayfinder walking through the snow covered in snow with a fucking bobsled in his hand with a little teddy bear and a broken oh, ass that helmet sounds adorable right it's so cute i need this artwork but we don't have anybody who does artwork watching these games uh, and so. you could throw a splash of blood in the snow just to make it all normal sure but like just like something cute and adorable like that would be just Oh, there are so many moments oh. where I just see like artwork, or like it fucking chibi one. Yeah, a chibi wayfinder. Way it was so cute. <laughs> or like even like yeah. as of last uh. as of last session, a fantastic one um, would be like Pamelin fucking reeling back like this while trying to pet a griffin, and the griffin's just like. Mm. So like, there are well, so many moments that are just yeah, it, it really paints is. the world for me, and it really makes this like believable. And another thing I want to quickly mention. I am so pleasantly pleased with Rachel. Yes. Rachel is getting so into this game, and it makes me so happy. Yeah. Because yeah. she, she was struggling at first, and then we had the talk about her just kind of, like, doing ridiculous shit that didn't make sense and all, but that's all said and done. But, like, as of last session, I think she was able to actually find fun in this game again. Mainly, be, like, from interacting with the Griffins and how that all reacted and pulling out rations and everything. Yeah. That was, like... She thought of that on her own and everything, which is grand. And then she went and tried to ride Nibs, which didn't work because she failed in her animal <laughs> handling check. But then Nibs, like, just, like, sitting down and her falling off into the flat of her back. Like, she was laughing. She was having a great time. She said she was making snow angels and everything. And I was, I was so happy that she was getting into the game because yeah. I was so hard for her to get into the game. So I'm happy. I'm worried. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about Pamela, though. Uh, in storyline? Um, well, I, Pamela has her own, of course, backstory going on, which is happening behind the scenes between the notes that her and her yes. and her girlfriend are getting from Waterdeep, which I don't know if she's sharing any of them with you. No. She's sharing brief descriptions about them with, with the group. I know that because she mm -hmm. said that, but she's not sharing everything that's in these notes. I'll tell you guys that right now. Yeah. So her backstory is happening in the background, but now Pamela is making choices that wean away from the party. She did not want to take part in the Nurgle fight, which oh. was fair. And then she didn't want to take part in um, in something else. I can't remember what it was. But she, oh no! And then she didn't want. She wanted to stay behind and do the Griffins as well. Mm -hmm. She wanted to do all of that. Well, and that the, kind of ties in with the Nurgle fight. Kind of ties in with the Nurgle fight as well. And we knew that she was going to be gone for three days. 
like yes. that she was away from the party, which is yes. really tough for you because now. Well, you've now got I have the a party split group. doing whatever. Yeah, but you should be used to us being a split. Group, oh, I yeah, I'm getting used to it. I really <laughs> don't like it, but I'm getting used. Well, to it. hey, man, we're we're trying to stick together a little more. And, Wait, and, and now, and to... now, as of as of next session, you guys are all starting together. How long you guys will stay together is something I don't know. So we'll see. I am very excited, however, though, because there's this is the only spoiler thing I will share for today, and then we'll move on from D and D so Eight Bit Sushi can actually come back to this podcast. Um, there is certain things in the north that you guys have yet to encounter. I am ninety. 95% sure depending on what you guys do because again I have no idea what you guys are doing I have an idea of what you guys are doing but you guys could throw that idea out the window who knows as far as I'm aware you guys are going to Luskin that is what I think is going to happen if you guys are going to Luskin or if you guys are going anywhere near Luskin of course Not has her reasons for going to Luskin and you are now obligated to help out Not yes, absolutely. to do that and then Wayfinder's now obligated to follow you for reasons unbeknownst to you and I don't think he wants to talk about them either. No, I so. don't want to know about those. Uh, those are in-game for me, man. Uh, I would like to say that that is not necessarily you. It is everyone. Okay, but sorry. I should, reasons, worded, I should have worded that differently. My apologies. Yeah, the reason... I'll, I'll say this. The reason why Wayfinder was fixated on you is because you almost freaking died. Yeah. And he had That's told you, he had told you before the Nurgle fight that death was inexcusable or however the words you used for it was unacceptable unacceptable so and then you were a one hp what <laughs> but to be fair i'm pretty sure the only uh the only other thing that took damage in that battle i think uh, nibs got hit once and no that was it. so nibs got into the into the 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 I remember it as Horror Nimbus, because that was what the original thing was. Because Nurgle was Nurgle was a Nalfishne from D&D 5th Edition, yeah. which I then edited into Nurgle the Tormentor. And the Nalfishne has a thing called, um, whatever the fuck I just called, Horror Nimbus. Nimbus Horror. Nimbus Horror, which I, which I changed to whatever it was called for that similar thing. Mm -hmm. He was caught in Nimbus Horror, but he made the save. You didn't. No. But that was, he didn't take any other actual damage. You are the only character that took damage that entire fight, which makes me so fucking mad. Because that fight, Nurgle and one child, if he only summoned one child, because I rolled a d4 to see how many children got summoned, and I fucking rolled four. Hoorah. Just didn't matter shit. Because one child and one Nurgle was a deadly encounter for seven characters at level six. There was only six characters because fucking Pamlin didn't even go. So I was like, Shit, this is not going to go well. There's not even six characters, and it was deadly at seven. Yeah. And then all four children came out, and I was like, they're fucked. This is not going to go well. Mr. Wayfinder over here fireballed all three children. Hey. and Well, three of the children. Between, and the four Wayf Wayf between Wayfinder and Bit, they yeah. won that fight. Oh, yeah. They, and then I don't know really what happened did. to the I don't know what happened to the fourth child, but it died. I think Bit just, like, scorching raided or something. Who yeah, knows? Something. But... So the children didn't even do fuck all. They had their own cool, really, like, missed ability that I was really excited to use. Didn't they matter. Didn't fucking no problem. And then Nurgle didn't even make any of you unconscious. Almost. But still, none of you went unconscious and everything. And I didn't even get to use any of Nurgle's cool abilities, like teleport or anything. Because I was like, what, what, why, would, why would he teleport? Kray is right here. There's no point for him to teleport. Kray is his target. Yes. I will say one thing I fucked up on that could have made that fight a lot harder was that he had 
advantage on all saving throws. Yeah. And I forgot that, like, over three-fourths of the way through the fight until the very end. I was like, oh, shit, advantage. But, oh, well. How the cookie crumbles. At that point. At that point, oh, it didn't. Oh, that, yeah, at that point, it didn't matter. He was going to die anyways. So, so I felt that this encounter was too easy for you guys, and it was supposed to be deadly. What did you guys think about that encounter in terms of difficulty? Mechanics? In, in terms of mechanics and difficulty, I want to know what you guys thought about this. Because the next big encounter coming up, I think, ironically enough, it's, it's, it's when I run it through the tester and everything, it says it's a deadly encounter as well. To me, now, deadly means fuck all. <laughs> because of that encounter. It depends on the way that the uh, the dice roll. That I is mean. very true. It depends on the dice roll, mm -hmm. and it depends on me remembering what abilities my creatures have. So, like, <laughs> advantage on all saving throws. But because of what it is now and everything, I want to know what you guys thought about the mechanics of that fight. And was it too hard? Was it too easy? Could have been changed a bit? Like, that kind of stuff. Well, from Cray's perspective... Uh, which, of course, is kind of mine by default. Um, I totally and completely came into that fight uh, with a backup character, which you are aware of. Yeah. I carry that character with me all the time now. Um, I really thought that Cray was going to die. I was prepared for Cray to die. As long as uh, the souls were released, it didn't matter. That was his end-all, be-all. That would have been it for him. That character could have died, and I would have been happy with the way he ended. Um, as far as the the actual battle, uh, yeah, I took a lot of heat in that battle, so yeah, it was tough. <laughs> if, that battle would have went a lot differently if it wasn't strictly crazed demon. If Nurgle had been summoned by anybody else just for the sake of summoning Nurgle, the Nurgle would have had a vendetta against mainly the summoner, but everybody there. But because Nurgle was holding on to your trapped souls and tormenting them and you summoned them, it would not have made sense for me to say, well, Nurgle's going to go and attack the bear. Nurgle's going to go and attack Rain. Because, yeah, Rain water-whipped him and tripped a demon and everything, which is badass, but it doesn't make sense. So, uh, oh, Kendra's here as well. Come in! So, th that kind of thing changes the fight as well. But it, it was all strictly centered on you. Yes, absolutely. So. Which, I, yeah, I, I would have expected that. I mean, it's it was my battle. That almost could have ended up me doing it by myself because I knew I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of, is the group coming? I'm me? almost certain if you did it by yourself, again, I don't know how to balance encounters now because deadly means fuck all, but I'm almost certain if you did that by yourself, you would have died. Oh yeah, absolutely. There is no chance you would have dropped Nurgle. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. I mean, Unless you crit on like every I mean, attack. Even if he crit though, even if he crit, Nurgle takes... It has resistance to slashing and thrusting and piercing and non-magical, or not non-magical, just regular damage. He has resistance to it, so it only takes half damage. Your fire Yikes. and your thunder would have done full, yeah. but your other, your regular attacks would have only been doing half. Well, so. with that said, my fire and my thunder were my, were my attacks. That's true. But Wayfinder with his magic spells did full damage, and then Bit with his magic spells did full damage, Absolutely. which is, and then Bit critting at the end. Yeah. Just ruined it. Blowing it the frick up. Yeah. Scorching <laughs> Ray for like, I don't know what it was, like 60 fucking damage. Oh, something it was, stupid. It was a ridiculous. It was, he, had, he had 40, Nurgle had 40, I think he had 42 health left, 
and then he did like 60 fucking scorching ray damage. So I was like, yeah, uh, he explodes. <laughs> There's nothing else to it. Uh, I'm fairly certain it was a different spell because it was radiant damage, but yes. Oh, it might have been. I don't know. Did you lock the door, by the way? No. Okay. Well, then fucking son of a bitch should be coming in soon. Anyways, um, yeah, I guess we got to... Well, fucking come in here, Jesus Christ, woman. Yes. You don't have to wait out there like an awkward pineapple. <laughs> an awkward pineapple. I don't know. It was the first nice. thing that came to. It was the first thing that came to mind. Everybody, this is not. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. This is not. This is this is not from the D and D game. Ow. What? Your hand is really. Hey, want to see a cool trick? Watch this. I'm really. Drinks. Scared. Oh no. <laughs> oh, now it's now it's mugs. Mugs grew shorter. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's going to be the end of the podcast, everybody. Oh, my mic's in the wave there. Well, now I'm off. There you go. You guys are the people here. There you go. Look at that. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming down to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, leave a like and share it with your friends. Or no, that's not what I say. If you enjoyed the podcast, tell your friends. If you didn't, you tell me. Uh, if you guys want to leave us a voice message, download the app Anchor. It is free on iTunes and, and uh, iOS. That's the same thing. I, I hate doing this outro. I can never do it correctly. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, tell your friends. If you didn't, you tell me. Have yourself a good one. If you guys want to leave us a voice message, download the app Anchor. It is free on Android and iOS. You can leave us a voice message there, and we will play it live on stream for everybody to listen, including yourself. And you get to hear what you sound like from Canada, because you sound different. Trust me. Try it. You don't believe me? Try it and find out. Hey. 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 Yeah. A boot? <laughs> or is it about? I don't know. How do we do things over here I anymore? Was in a boot once. You were a boot once? I was in a boot once. Oh, you were in a boot yeah, once? Yeah, I was rowing it. It's a row boot. Okay. I was like, <laughs> what is this boot that you were in? You must have been a damn midget at one point. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys all next week for another podcast. And uh, until then, have a good one. And I'll talk to you guys all later. Goodbye. Okay, hold on, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. How you guys doing? We're going to take a quick moment and ask... Jackson's favorite question that he loves to ask every single special guest except for this one apparently. Oh, We're going to do no. that real quick. If you thought the podcast is over, uh, you're wrong. So, Jackson, go ahead. He asked you last time, right? No, he didn't. You guys said afterwards that he forgot. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's, that's right. So we're going to ask both of them and oh, make this podcast anything, a little though. bit longer. Okay. So, there you go. Alright. So, Jackson, who do you want to ask first? Uh, we'll do Mike because he'll be interesting, I would think. Uh... I actually need to remember the wording of the question because it's actually been a while since I thought about it. Do you want me to ask uh, you? Because I remember I ask people at work all the time. Go right ahead. Okay. So this is from Jackson. This is Jackson's question. If you could witness any moment in time, past, present, or future, anywhere in the world or outside of the world, what would you witness and why? For clear So as a bit of an example, Jackson would want to witness the peak of human civilization. The <laughs> The absolute peak before its downfall. We had a special guest named Elspeth Eastman, who's a voice actor from League of Legends. She wanted to witness the birth of a star. As a clarification. We also had a special guest, um, Hikar, uh, Sif Savory from Hikarian Animations. She wanted to witness dinosaurs. Didn't matter what age or anything, she just wanted to witness some form of dinosaur. So what do you want to witness that's past, present, or future? Any point in time, anywhere in the known universe, what would you witness and why? And if you can't answer right now, don't worry. I ha still haven't answered. Well, let's see. I'll keep it PG. Um, Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
moments like this is why I'm glad we have music. I would have to say, I guess a moment like that would be the first time somebody decided to cook something. The first barbecue. Okay. Yeah, man. I love that. That's interesting. Steak, dude. I would like to shake that that person. You know, Oog probably just like dropped something into the fire. It's like, I'm sure it was exactly like they cut it out, cut it out. And they went, wait. Put it back and <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. That's a good one. I like that. See, this this is why I love that question so much. Because we have everything from the birth of a star, which is a very radiant answer from Elspeth. And then we have the first person to cook something. <laughs> we have such wide variety of answers, but they're both brilliant. Mm-hmm. My first answer was what happened to Amelia Earhart, but then it was revealed what actually happened. So I was like, well, I'm going to change my answer now because it's already found out. So I still haven't answered what that my question. So not. technically you got your wish. I technically did. I technically did. <laughs> well, I didn't witness it, but I know what happened now. So, but anyways, um, Kendra, your turn. Oh, gosh. I've been thinking, but I don't, I don't know. Um, can you hear her at all? Can you, yeah, can you hear me? Good. Okay. Um... That's hard because there's so much that I mean someone would love to witness. Oh, I still haven't answered. I think I'd like to know what happens after we wipe out everything. I mean, with this, uh, with all the animals going extinct, with us killing off each other, like what's going to happen after the human race is gone to this planet if this planet survives? Yeah, I like that too. We can almost make a timeline now. We can almost make a timeline out of everyone's answers. Sif <laughs> Savory watches dinosaurs. And then years and generations later, Jackson watches the peak of humans. No, 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 no. So Sif Savory watches dinosaurs. You watch cavemen make dinner on an open fire. <laughs> you you watch the peak of human civilization. And before all of that, Elspeth Eastman watches the birth of a star. Before all of that, but then after you watch the peak of civilization, Kendra watches civilization burn. <laughs> yeah. Chaotic all, neutral. There's right a the whole end. timeline right there of everyone wants to witness. Cool. All right. Anything else you want to share about that, Jackson? Uh, No, but those are some very awesome answers. They are. Love it. And no, I'm still not going to answer because I still don't know. Once we're off the air, I'll Make up your damn mind. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you enjoyed listening, tell your friends. If you didn't, you tell me. And leave your, and make sure to download the podcast on any podcast app that you listen to, which is, includes Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Pocket Cast, and anywhere else that podcasts are available. I will see you guys all next week. Bye-bye, and have a wonderful week.